everyone. Welcome back to Unfrequently Asked Questions, the brotherly battle of the brains. I'm Max Hotkowski, and I'm, I haven't heard from my wife in over three years. I'm Michael Hotkowski, and I've had Max's wife locked in my basement for three years. Oh, man, I was really hoping you would say a number that wasn't three years, like one and a half years. I found her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, kept I, her. Am, I am Max's wife. <laughs> so... What do we do here, Mike? What do um, we do? We ask each other trivia questions. Both of us come in with five trivia questions, and we ask the other the five questions, and each one of us gets three guesses um, in, in points. I don't know. That sentence didn't make any sense. But we each can get uh, three points per question or one point per question or no points per question if we fail. Um, and then we kind of tally up. If need be, there's a tiebreaker. But we see uh, how clever we can write our questions and how clever we are. Let's get started. Max, as of this recording, who holds the world record for the 200-yard backstroke? Hi, future Max here. Mike meant to say the 200-meter women's backstroke for the long course specifically. Sorry about that. Not Michael Phelps, the other white American guy. I can't remember his name. Ryan Lochte? That's his name, and yes. that's not the correct answer. Darn. Okay. Um, this is the elementary backstroke. Or is this just the backstroke? This is the backstroke. Okay, so I'm assuming it's the freestyle backstroke, I think is what it's called. Um, I will say Michael Phelps. No. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't that. I'm sure it wasn't that. I'm going to say... Brian. You know, Brian. Brian? Yeah, just Brian. Okay. Don't you remember Brian? I do, and that's definitely not the answer. Brian swam very fast. Brian let you down here. Thanks, Brian. The answer is Missy Franklin. So Missy Franklin, she um, she holds the record. And her debut, she debuted on the Olympic scene and on the world scene at the 2012 Olympics. She was 17 she won five medals, four of them being gold. And she represented? The United States. She's actually a dual citizen, so she could have gone to Canada or the U.S., but she went with Team USA. And she did amazing. And she, her record still for the backstroke is still there together. Um, but she, yeah, she was only 17. That's amazing. Missy Franklin. I like it. I love it. Excellent. I'm sure, I'm sure you were like thinking to yourself, oh, Max isn't going to get this because it's a woman. In a sports thing. No, I just thought you weren't going to get it because you weren't intelligent. Not the, okay. Not not that you were sexist, Good. but now now I think you are. No, well, well, fuck. I okay. I played myself there. I played myself there. I've been played by myself. Yep. All right, Mike. Let me go to my who. Who invented the Whopper? Michael, who invented the Whopper? You just asked me that. Why Michael. Are you, are you having a stroke? Michael, who invented the Whopper? Why do you keep having strokes? You're like 25. Michael, I miss my wife. Who invented the Whopper? <laughs> um, Please give her back. <laughs> if you get all, if you beat me in points, you will get your wife back. Um, That's the worst prize I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm glad she can't hear you. Haha, <laughs> wife jokes about like not you, liking your spouse. And, and Classic comedy. people. Horrible. Wow. I feel ashamed. Um, is it 
I don't know who invented who was the founder of Burger King. Was it? Well, you're on the right track with that mindset, but oh, I was asked her name. Was it the Colonel from KFC? He actually invented the Whopper and they stole it, so he made KFC to to take it back. Nope. <laughs> All right. Was it that John guy who founded McDonald's? It was not the John guy who founded McDonald's. Okay. Was it a president of the United States, such as, was it President Eisenhower? Yes, it was president. No, it was not president. You son of a bitch. I was so excited. I was so excited. God, these, these presidents that we, we vote are amazing people. No, um, the Whopper was created in 1957 by the Burger King co-founders. You were right with the co-founder idea. James McLemore. McLemore? McLemore. I'm pretty sure it's McLemore. There's no A there, so it could be Macklemore. Is it Macklemore? No, I mean, there's Are no... He's saying Macklemore before he became yes. the whitest rapper known. Macklemore, yes. Before his, he. before his hit single, Thrift Shop, he made the Whopper about 55 years before that's Thrift a, Shop that's dropped. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's amazing. That's what makes this country great. The Whopper was originally sold for about 37 cents, which adjusted for inflation is like 326. But I love it simply because a competitor started making a larger burger, and so he said, hey, let's make a bigger burger, but also use the term Whopper. Wait, adjusted for inflation, how much is that? $3.26. Just for the sandwich? For the Whopper, yeah. yeah. Wow, you can actually get just the Whopper, I think, for cheaper than that? Well, maybe. This might include the meal, I'll be honest. It's unclear. I'm assuming it doesn't. If you can get it, if you can't get it for cheaper than that, then Burger King should listen. I, I, you know, I'll be honest. I don't think you can get it cheaper than that, but that's that would be flexing my knowledge of fast food prices, which would be an embarrassing thing to flex. <laughs> so he devised the word Whopper, the name Whopper, simply because it conveys an imaginary of, of uh, an Im- imagery of something big. That's a Whopper. That's a Whopper. Huge. Exactly. Look at that. Right. Look at that Whopper. Look at that tumor. That's a Whopper. Competitors, large fast food competitors, that is like McDonald's didn't catch up until like the 70s in terms of like making a large burger so for like 20 years they had the market on fast food large burgers yep and then everyone decided to catch up now and then with a, no pun intended with a ketchup bit and <laughs> um and now everyone everyone under every everyone over 10 has gonna have a heart attack i'm over 10 and i have not had one yet just a few strokes Clearly, this podcast. Oh, um, I love that. I hope there's like a fandom that's like really concerned about your health. That would be great. That'd be a cool fandom. I'll be honest. So one more little tidbit, because this was an entire Wikipedia article on just the Whopper, which I was really surprised by. It wasn't a subset of the Burger King, but <laughs> I said the Burger King as in the person. But there was a Windows Seven Whopper that was sold in Japan to promote Windows Seven. That is wonderful and it does not surprise me it had seven patties michael it was over two pounds of sandwich that's more beef than most people in japan have seen in their life not that they don't eat a lot of beef in japan it's just you know they have better portion control than we do it was also it was also only available for seven days and it sold over six thousand sandwiches in four days oh it should have sold only seven thousand and then stopped at seven thousand yeah i don't dude i don't understand is is pretty wild. 
wow. it was only supposed to be for seven days i should say they extended it to nine days in total but, okay yeah just absolutely absurd moving on moving on zero to zero zero to zero now um in the mid to late cretaceous north america actually had a massive inland sea it okay. was the great interior seaway and it divided north america into two continents um Laramidia was the name of the western one. That's where all we get all the fossils of oh, T-Rex. Oh, it was like north-south divide. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the second one, the eastern continent, was named what? What was the first one? Laramidia. And that was the western one? That was the western one. It was named after Laramie, Washington. Or Wyoming. Laramie, Wyoming. I apologize. I'm going to say that the, the eastern half was called, and I'm trying to base this off of the lake that used to be the Connecticut River Valley, which I think was Lake Jefferson. So I'm going to say Jeffersonia? Jeffersonium? No. Okay. Easteros? Like Westeros, but the east side of Easteros. That's that's called one in the, in the books in the show. It's called Essos. I know. So no, it's not Easteros. No. Okay. Was it called? We still use this term to refer to a part of the United States. Ooh. Now that's a useful hint. Yep. And I'm giving it to you now when you have only one point left, Garen, because I'm petty. The Mideast? I don't know. I don't know. It's Appalachia. Oh, man. Oh, that's so obvious now that you told me the answer. Oh, no. Yep. So, yep, there's uh, oh, no. Laramidia and Appalachia. And Appalachia is actually, oddly enough, there's a lot of fossil sites, but they don't produce as many fossils from the Cretaceous because glaciers. Glaciers happened and right. just tore up so much. So there's probably tons of Cretaceous rock we could have checked out in whether it's you know massachusetts or you know new jersey or, or <clears throat> georgia but there's not a lot so you'll get a lot more triassic or early jurassic rocks every bits and you know pieces there but for the most part that kind of tore it up though you, you know we'll never know okay michael this is the hardest question i have possibly ever given you what is love oh my god i ah, oh, this is so painful no, because i just I, a couple, a month or so, two months ago, I spoke at a wedding and I asked that question and I like had this whole like joke. So is it, it's not baby, don't hurt me, don't hurt me no more. That is not the answer I'm looking for. I'm looking for a little bit more of a scientific sided answer. A lot. Okay. Scientific sided. Because I was going to go with with my honest definition of love. Um, But scientific sided, it's, it's a, it's a chemical reaction of the brain that causes one to, to feel a it's a socio-psychochemical reaction to so you feel a bond to someone therefore you want to protect them and and promotes uh social behavior for survival that is an excellent preamble to an answer what i'm thinking of is so love comes in a bunch of different parts and like types of love as scientists like to dissect them as much as possible yeah what i'm looking for romantic love exactly things like that what i'm looking for is try to give me the name of one or two specific hormones things that happen in neurochemistry that are involved um, in love oh what is what's the one um dopamine 
Dopamine is one of them. And amphetamine. Um, <laughs> methamphetamine, yes. Methamphetamine. Yes. When you're in love, you are a meth head. Um, <laughs> you go, actually, this is true. This is exactly how people in love act. Um, and dopamine and what's the other? Is it, is it, is it psychocalamine, psychamine, deramine, theramine, copamine? Um, it helps you cope when they're gone. Uh, psychomine do you know what other like hormones are associated with being happy um like overjoyed happy i'm about to say prozac but that's not a hormone that's a drug (laughs) um prozacamine (laughs) my lord i'm gonna keep going through the english language to figure this out thesalamine i'm gonna go thesalamine i'm gonna cut this off now and give you a point because you got dopamine after some hints but i'll give you a point um, for like pure attraction, specifically in terms of like loss of appetite and sleep, because you're just obsessed with this person, I suppose. You have dopamine and serotonin. You also serotonin. Have, yeah, that's serotonin. The other one. Serotonin also is associated with being happy, I believe. And there's another one that I've never actually heard of before. Neuropinephrine. Neuropinephrine. Frine. I'm not sure how you're supposed to pronounce it. Lust um, is mostly dominated by testosterone and estrogen. That makes logical sense. Right, right. And attachment has to do with oxytocin and vasopressin. Vasopressin. Yeah, and I'm not sure. They, I just said it that it sounds like a medication. They se- they separate that attra- attachment from attraction, which I think is sort of interesting because I want to know how deep they mean by attra- attachment. Like Attachment and attraction are different. Like attachment, No, for like, sure. You're attached to your friends. You know, right. I'm attached to. You well, know. I'm thinking like a dog is attached to their owner. Not yeah, attracted the dog to doesn't want to. You know, isn't attracted to the owner in that sense. So their love is not just attachment of I care about this person, want to put up, with, you know, deal with them, but um, attraction as well. See, I was going to go with my favorite definition of love is it is the uh, commitment to the well-being of another person. That's that's pretty good. I personally don't think it goes far enough. By the way, yes. Okay, that's a little bit better. So All right, Mike, you've got one point. Give yay. me my third um, question. So, on the Big Island of Hawaii, as of 2017, they successfully eradicated the invasive species. There are a lot of invasive species on Hawaii uh, because it's a it's a fragile ecosystem. And between the Polynesian uh, first arrival and then everyone after that, people brought some stuff. Yep. So they took out the axis deer, uh, kind of white speckled deer. Where did the Axis deer come to the Big Island from? The Axis deer came to the Big Island from... My gut tells me, I like, really wants to say the Dutch, but I like my brain is screaming, no way. No way. But I'm going to say the Dutch. No. Okay. Good. Good. Good, good, good. I'm glad I got that wrong. That's good. That's my strat. Lowest points to... wins, right? You want to absolve the Dutch of any blame, apparently. Yes, I want to make sure that they're clean conscience. Max's answer is brought to you by the Kingdom of the Netherlands. <laughs> I always have a sponsor each week. I mean, I couldn't just say, like, California. Like, do you want a region or who brought it? I guess, I, like... Where is a location? I want right. looking for a locale. Yeah, so... California? I could just say California. California? No. Okay. Now, it's a deer. Now, I've never seen this deer, but I'm assuming it is relatively large. 
Most deer do not succeed not on small really. islands. Axe oh, deer it's like a are small quite, thing. They're small. They don't. They're not going to get like females are usually around ninety pounds. Males can usually breach above a hundred or so pounds, but they're not really that big. So that's smaller than the white-tailed deer we have in New England. Yes, that's that's significantly smaller. Yeah. they can still impressive. They jump over six feet. They you know hop over fences. So they completely you know fences that are designed to stop wild boar on Hawaii don't stop the axis deer. So I'll say Australia then is my last guess. No, they actually came to the Big Island from Maui. Wow, what a trickery, dickery, dockery question. So the original axis deer originally came in the 19th century, were brought over to the Kingdom of Hawaii as a gift from some places in Asia. And they went to places like Molokai and all that. After a while, in the 1950s, the federal government introduced axis deer onto Maui so that retired, you know, the, so the veterans, U.S. veterans, could have more hunting options. I will repeat, they introduced an invasive species just for the purpose that veterans could because sh- they thought veterans just need to keep shooting things and that has caused them to be like there's like 60,000 or so and on maui highly invasive um in fact to the point that on maui you can shoot as many axis deer as you want now granted you shouldn't just kill a bunch and leave their corpses but you know you're allowed to harvest as many as you want because they are so invasive and they need to bring them down now uh, and then about 2012 or so someone via helicopter and also via boat smuggled axis deer onto hawaii for some reason i really thought you were gonna say via helicopter and boat started exterminating all of them for preservation and i really just like the idea of like a helicopter with a machine gun going around Hawaii. I mean, like, we're killing deer. Well, they do that. I mean, they have done that probably on Hawaii, but they've also done that in in Texas and in the South where you have tons of wild boar that are invasive. They will go via helicopter and find them, find them kind of on the prairies and using a, an automatic or semi-automatic rifle, pin them down, and they'll go down and collect them later on. But that's what they'll do, and it may sound cruel, but... When you have such an invasive species that is, of course, brought to the area by humans, you have to find a way to lower those those down because other ways of adjusting the population, such as they, um, uh, you know, reintroducing predators and everything, will take too long. So you kind of have to, you know, resort to brutal methods. That's interesting. So it came from one of the other Hawaiian islands. Yeah, they came to the Big Island Love from it. Maui, and they went from Maui from the other island. And they originally, originally, axis deer natural range is actually in uh, southern India and Sri Lanka. Okay, Mike. After I answer this question, I'd love to do uh, a word from our sponsors. If you've got some for us, okay. Mike's in charge of sponsors. But first, your question, third question: Where are we in the Milky Way galaxy? We're in the arm of Orion. Well done. <gasps> well done. Oh my fuck. We are in the arm of Orion. So Milky Way is, this actually took a really, really long time for us to figure out because it's really hard to discern the shape of something when you're inside of it. Um, but eventually we discovered that the Milky Way is a bar spiral galaxy, which is the most common type of galaxy out there. We're a little bit smaller than average. That's okay though. So there's two major arm spirals. We're not in either of those. We're in like a smaller offshoot arm. And even more accurately then, we're sort of like in a spur of one of those. So sometimes um, we say that our local spiral arm is the Orion arm, and sometimes it's referred to the Orion spur. It is between the Sagittarius and Perseus arms of the Milky Way. There are some wonderful images you can look up. I 
highly recommend it to our listeners if they're not, you know, driving or anything like that. If they're at work, take just a second, look up some anatomy of the Milky Way galaxy. Obviously, there are different editions, but they're still gorgeous. I love those pictures whenever people take of the sky and you kind of see it looks it's vertical to us um, often when people are looking at the sky, but it looks like a massive tear in time and space. Yeah. Well, that's the arm of the galaxy, the galactic arm, but it is. It just looks like God just tore up a big thing in the sky. I also like that you said it's just we're smaller galaxy, but there's nothing wrong with that. As if there's a listener who would probably get really, really insecure that we're in one of the smaller galaxies. I mean, it's not like we're special. You know, this is one of those things you got to drive home to people. We have a pretty average star with a pretty average number of planets going around it in a pretty average galaxy in a pretty average overall galactic looking neighborhood. Like there's nothing special about us in any way, shape or form. The only thing special about us is that we happen to be here and we don't even know how special that is. I really hope someone just isn't playing this podcast. I'm imagining a teacher now saying, oh, let's listen to a podcast. And they just did a whole speech to all their students about how everyone's special. And you just destroyed that. You're a monster. Okay, so I want to cover my butt, all students are special in a, in a unique way. Now you're getting creepy. <laughs> you just can't find any middle ground here. If you hear a priest that says they want to unlock that special power within them, and if they're a green Namekian, then you say yes. Otherwise, you say no. Little Dragon Ball Z. Little Dragon Ball Z reference in there. Woo. Mike, you just got three flat points. Can I ask you real quick? How did you know that? Did you remember that from, I think it was mentioned in Mass Effect. And I know you're a um, big Mass Effect fan. I believe it's mentioned, but not only mentioned in Mass Effect, but I think I just knew that in general. That's I may good. have known that Bios Megafauna, the board game. Gonna give a shout out to Bios Megafauna. Um, also brought up how uh, there, there are events that happen in the game that alter the climate. And I think the the armor of Orion was brought up in there. Yeah, I'm not completely literate about anything in the stars, so. So I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors. I want to say Delco Batteries, the finest Delco electrical, electrical, oh my god, I apologize, Delco, Delco Electrical Company, as well as the DeLorean, the new DeLorean. Awesome. Just seen in the recent movie coming out, uh, Back to the Future. It's a great ride. I highly suggest it. I heard they're already thinking about making a sequel. Yeah. I guess that, uh, what's his name, uh, Michael J. Fox? I guess he's got some really good uh, acting talents. He's going to go far, that kid. He's yeah. going to go far. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see where he lands. Mike, give me my fourth question. It's your turn. Unless you want me oh. to go double in a row here, it is, which I can do. It is my fourth question. Um, how do giraffes flirt? Uh, well, I know that male giraffes... If I remember correctly, male giraffes get in like combats by hitting each other with their necks but uh, maybe i'm wrong so i'm gonna say they, they do. hit each other no, okay so that's combat yeah they Not whip flirt. each other in the necks okay for flirting do they like bow their heads no that's too simple they're very polite yeah oh hello ohio gozaimasu they they get permission from the father first they they uh, ask may i date your daughter please they show up with a corsage Oh, Michael, do the giraffes sniff each other's butts? Did you just look it up? Did you just cheat? No, I just whispered it because I thought it was like a gross thing to say, so I whispered it into my microphone. That, that is part of the courtship thing, yes. Yes! I'll Woo! Give you, I'll give you one point because oh, that's half <laughs> of what happens. Oh, no. So, just destroyed my microphone. What they do is the male giraffe needs to know if the female is ready for business. 
Oh, so, so they, sniff they need the to zone. sniff the urine. Right now, sometimes they rub the head, and what they will often do is swing their head around, trying to hit the female's rear, ideally her bladder, to force her to pee. Whoa. So they can sniff the urine. So they will swing their head and their neck. Basically, it's the equivalent of... It's like going and punching a woman in the bladder to try to get her to piss. And then saying, oh, I need to make sure you're you're ovulating. It's amazingly horrendous. Don't ever do this. But that's how giraffes check. In, in a slightly related note, however... It Be is very in, careful with how you word this. It is encouraged to urine after you have sexual intercourse to reduce the likelihood of developing like a, a urinary tract infection or anything yes. like that. It's you, so if you didn't know is, that. The word is urinate, not to urine. Urine is... What did I always say? To you urine? Encouraged <laughs> to, to urine. urine. You should urine after... No, yes. Okay. So, All right. So that's with a cool that, one. you get a point. Oh, wow. Mike, what's the score? Uh, it's four to one. And we got... I got two more questions for you. And you yep. got two, one question for me. Awesome. Cool. I like it. So my where question was, where are we in the Milky Way galaxy? A common where question would be like, where is Waldo? Right? I always love to say, where is Waldo emotionally? But I couldn't find a concrete answer of where is Waldo emotionally. So instead, I'm going to ask you, how big is Waldo? Is it that kind of podcast? Can I can I say that? <laughs> um. Uh, it was also called Wally in England, and, uh, and yeah, that was his like original. That's his original yep. name. And somehow that was apparently America's like, no, we got, it's got to be Waldo. Yeah, you Waldo. Know we got the kids are like Waldo. Yeah, I, didn't I don't know who see, I am. I don't know what voice this is. I don't fully understand why they changed the name. Like the whole article on Wikipedia and all of that says Wally, except the title itself says Waldo. Yeah, like one day there's gonna be a Pixar movie. What's Pixar? I don't know. But it's gonna be called Wally, so we gotta gotta call him Walto. Well, it's it's spelled differently too, but yeah, Wally and Waldo are both spelled differently. No, um, Wally and Wally, the Pixar oh, yeah, film. They're not Wally. 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 Um, okay. Is well, how big got, is he? Is a, big a Waldo about six feet? Michael, can you fit six foot onto a piece of paper? Oh no, oh. he's about he's about um three centimeters. Uh, three centimeters is is too too big, way too big. That'd be huge, Mike. Think about a piece of paper and put th- put four of your fingers, put your four fingers flat on it. That's maybe about three inches, right? From from the knuckled. Yeah, knuckled I said centimeter. Knuckle. Four centimeters. I said three centimeters. Oh, you said th- four three centimeters. Yeah, three centimeters is still far too much. Okay, one centimeter then. Okay, you're getting closer. <laughs> um. Well, that's my third third guess. I said six. That feet. is your you. That is your. I thought guesses. we got to assume if Waldo came out and talked to me. No, you know no, how no, big no. would Waldo be in relation to? I was trying to. So Waldo is just under, on average, in the first book because there's I think seven books. On average, he's just under one square centimeter, so a square centimeter because he takes up an area of a page, right? But as the books go on, he gets smaller and smaller. And God, gets... so they had to stop the book so he wouldn't disappear from reality. <laughs> he would have been gone forever, lost. It's like, just where, every book. Where is Waldo? We're on He's the thousandth book, dimension. we don't know. And the, that the book is then just, just a, a treatise on, on how are you real? How do I keep my identity? 
Where's Waldo? He's in a, an entirely different dimension. He's he's gone over to another plane of existence. He's just we a... must follow him and transcend to the great little. What is reality? Oh my god. Oh my. By the by the very last book, he was only 0.17 to 0.2 centimeters squared. Good god. Very tiny. What have we done? We're monsters. But you got to remember that our were... need to distract our children has gone too far and we've nearly ruined a man. They were trying to make him harder to find, right? So on the first book, on the first page, there's 225 characters with him, surrounding him on the page. By the last book, on the first page, there were 850 other characters besides Waldo on that piece of paper. He would have... Oh, yeah. What was going on? I mean, they were trying to make it more difficult. Who's he, who's he stuck in the Battle of Gettysburg? What the fuck was going on there? <laughs> Oh my god. It's just can unnecessary. We, can we make sad Waldos? You know, he did travel through time. That's like canon. Yeah. That's Let's canon. establish he's traveled through time, he's slowly shrinking. He's just, <laughs> he is he is constantly he's probably having existential panic every page. It's that smile. That smile is a lie. That grin and those eyes beneath those glasses and underneath is sadness. No. It's no. nothing but sadness and panic. No, Mike. That grin and that stare that he has that's because he's seen the other side. He's I've seen been shit. He's... I've seen things Michael, you wouldn't believe. He's been to that. What is it? Uh, the the Hellraisers or something? Hell Hellblazers? The the movie series about like people who go to hell and come back like some weird interdimensional stuff, right? He's one of those guys. He left and he's come back, and every time he leaves, he just gets smaller and smaller. But he smiles, knowing one day I'll return. That's what Waldo sounds like, by the way. One day I'll return. And you'll all be doomed. Oh. I'm Waldo, and I'm really big. My God, I just... Okay. Now, now, follow-up question. How, <laughs> Michael, how big is Waldo? Like, you know... You well, know. if he's like... Wig, wig, proportionally, nudge, nudge. you know, he's gotta be really... I just don't want to... But I just feel like we've embarrassed the poor man enough. He's already <laughs> having existential crisis enough to talk about how tiny his genitalia are. It's just unnecessary. <laughs> The fictional character we've embarrassed. The fictional character whose whose book series ended long to ago. To save his life. To save his life. <laughs> oh my actually... god, the writers, the writers, like, the editors, like, I need another Where's Wally book. And they're just like, we can't do it, sir. We just don't have the heart. And they explained. And they should, they brought him to a room. And he's, like, stuck in, like, a little, like, glass jar. And they're like, we can't. If we take him out for the, he might not make it, sir. Like, good god, man. Carry on. No one was to ever know. It's just horrendous. Oh. I was really disappointed to learn there was only seven books. Because we owned, like, two of them growing up. Yeah, but, you know, also had Spy, when, when you're, big. like, five, you can reopen the book a book 20 times. You still don't know it's a different book. So my parents are like, oh, my God, this book again? But you don't know because you've forgotten it's a, it's a book. You've forgotten I... it's the same book, not forgotten it's a book. <clears throat> but like, oh, my God, it's ham. You start chewing on the on the label. I was thinking about making my answer, where's Waldo, and having the answer be every correct answer on each page. Like, say, top left corner next to the keg and stuff like that. That would have been a horrible answer for a podcast. Yes, that would have been horrible. That's why I didn't do it, Michael. Oh, my. Alrighty. Give me your my fifth question. Your fifth and final question. According to the Weather Girls, the weather why girls. did Mother Nature take over heaven? What the fuck is this question can you repeat this question in according to the weather girls why did mother nature take over heaven according to the weather girls why did mother nature take over heaven 
What? Oh my god. Can you remind me what the score is too? It's four to one. Oh no. If you get this on your first try, it'll be tied. Because it was Mother Nature's rightful place. She was born there. She will return there. Or she was created there, I guess. And she will return there and and take it over for herself. Because she's Mother Earth. And so that she can make it a wonderful paradise for all the humans that end up there in their death. After. So she took it over so she could make it a paradise? Yeah. I'm going to give you that. Yes. Because I'll explain in full. Well, of course she's going to... I'm not going to say she's going to take it over Uh, so that she can bring it to ruin. Max, let me explain in full. Please. God bless Mother Nature. She's a single woman, too. She took off to heaven, and she did what she had to do. (laughs) She taught every angel. She rearranged the sky so that each and every woman could find her perfect guy. Oh, Oh, it's raining men. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. It's raining men. Oh, man, I didn't know the lyrics. Wow, you really... So one of the lyrics you just read was, she did what she had to do. Um, Can I ask something? Did Mother Earth kill God? Is this not man's... I thought normally it was man's fault for Mother Nature God. may have. I like that today's episode is about a man slowly shrinking and losing his, <laughs> losing his grip on reality and also <laughs> killing God. Well, no. This is a very family-friendly podcast. This isn't... But traditionally, it's like science kills God or like man kills God. This is Mother Nature going and just murking him. I think this, she she dude, honestly has the most reason to. I mean, if anyone's had a long list of reasons to be mad at someone they've known for a long time. <laughs> I mean, we've just known. I mean, let's be honest. If according to religion, we've only known God <clears throat> so long. You know, Mother Nature's been there for a while on probably a much more intimate level. It's probably like he just, he never closes the fridge. Oh my some God. door, Something like that. Oh man. Okay. I'm I'm so happy. However, you're probably gonna get this last one. Oh, was that Oh yeah, you have one more time. Because I, I yeah, I gotta go I gotta go one more time. So it's currently four four, it's tied. So if you don't get this, we go to wickety wickety whack. Indeed. Okay, excellent. Excellent to hear. Michael, which country houses the oldest continuous running company in the world? It's continuously running con- company. Is is it in is it in Iraq? It is not in Iraq. I was thinking something with Baghdad. Um or Iraq. Is it in I we brought it up early. Is it in the Netherlands? It is not in the Netherlands. Though I okay. like that guess. That's a pretty good one. Oldest That's... continuously running company. Uh, since I have only one guess, do do we what does this company do? Ooh, I was gonna give you that as a bonus, but um the company is a hotel actually which i was really surprised by but it is a hotel it's in japan wow you got it nice yeah it's a uh, traditional japanese inns they're often run by family and family it's you know well as of 2006 the oldest one was a construction company also in japan um but it merged as a subsidiary of uh takamatsu in 2006 so it's considered to have you know ended operations as an independent company huh <clears throat> So that loss um, and is no longer. It's still listed as one of the oldest operating companies, even though it really isn't. If you look at this list, there's a list of this on Wikipedia. Like 95% of these things, if not, like, I'm not even kidding, like 90% of these are all Japan. 
Japan has so many companies that have just been around for centuries and centuries and centuries. Um, the I'm not even going to try to pronounce this, so I'm just going to skip the title of the hotel. But it has been in continuous operation by 52 generations of the same family, including adopted heirs, for over 1,300 years, founded in 705 AD. Hmm. You know what I'm really upset at, though? That there is no picture of this uh, hotel. But it does say that it opened in 705 AD and it was renovated in 1997. Wow. They were like, hey, maybe we should, we should, you know... The, the door I'm said, gonna go with electricity, but I'm just imagining there's there's some probably been some advances in Japan since that that they just didn't catch on. Well, there's probably like, well, I mean, let's be honest, they probably didn't have a building anymore after 1,200 years. Even with like maintenance, the wood's still gonna rot eventually, right? No, it's that special, special Mongolian. They imported it from Mongolia, which is why there's no trees in Mongolia. Um, there's only 35 rooms too. I thought you were just say there's only 35 trees in Mongolia. Um, Mike, what would it be like to be in the oldest hotel in the I world? I think it would, I don't know. It'd be it'd be an interesting experience. I think it'd be fun to check out, at least and say, hey, you know, we were in the oldest thing. I'm sure there's a lot of people who want to go, not just in Japan or in people who go there, you know, continuously, but also around the world who want to go to the oldest hotel. So I'm sure it's must be hard to book. Yeah. But it'd be nice. It'd be nice to go to a traditional Japanese inn. So, with that, the winner is me! Aha! Aha! Yeah! Well, before we get to what your prize is, Mike, let me inform our listeners, this is our sixth episode, I believe. Wow, we're already at six episodes. Exactly. Um, You can send us questions if you want at ufaqpodcast at gmail.com. I encourage you to do that. So, if you want to send us questions, again, ufaqpodcast at gmail.com. We've also got a Facebook page, which a lot of you probably have... That's how you've heard of us in the first place is us just talking to friends. We'd really, 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 really appreciate it if you shared this with some friends. Shared this with some family members. We're a small podcast. We're brand new. We're growing. It seems like some of you guys, we've heard a lot of good feedback. You've been enjoying it. So please share the podcast. You know, if you really do enjoy it, share it with a friend. Have them listen to it on a car ride with you or something like that. You know? Force them. They have a captive audience. Make them listen to it. Exactly. Um, I know that there's at least a few wives chained in some basements or something like that. At least that's what Michael. I thought we were going to drop that joke a while ago. The more yeah. I think about it, the more horrible it sounds. Yeah, well, just I'm sure most listeners know I don't actually have a wife. So yep. the joke is just that. Um, yes. As a SWAT team breaks through the door. Um, <laughs> oh, we have a Twitter too, UFAQ podcast. And you find us on Spotify, iTunes gmail uh google play music but you probably already figured that part out because you're listening to us now so like subscribe share send out let people know do what you can to get the word out if you enjoy it and you think other people might enjoy it too don't be afraid to share the love itunes reviews and downloads even if you even if you don't actually like download it you just stream it downloading it actually helps because that boosts our scores and stuff not that we're always going to get found or anything like that but so, Mike, <clears throat> you're the winner this week, and with so, we will reveal the door prize. The door prize, as it is always, every week, over a million dollars in worth. Mike, this week you won a 762-foot yacht. It comes with a brick oven pizza, 
it comes with a jacuzzi. Wait, it, it comes with a brick oven pizza? Not a brick oven, just a brick oven pizza. Yeah, just the just pizza. Just the pizza. Just the pizza. All right, then it, I don't want it. It comes no, with... Hold on. Burn it. There's more. I'm just going to burn this thing. There's more. I don't need a yacht. It comes with a 725-foot TV and a captain. <laughs> and a captain, as if... It's, it's, I'm burning it. I'm burning it all, just for fun. Well... Including the captain. Oh, Captain Gregory's not going to be happy when well, I share Well, fuck Captain Gregory. He should have made better life choices. <laughs> um, so with that, Max, what did you learn this week? Mike, I learned um, that there are more lyrics to the song than It's Raining Men, and that some of them have to do with Mother Earth going and maybe murdering God, who knows, but either way, taking over his stuff and just, like, owning heaven, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, I also really like that Appalachian fact that you brought up. Yeah. That the eastern area of America, which has the Appalachian Mountains going through it, that used to be called, what was it, Appalachia? Appalachia. Just the way we call Appalachia now, it just was the name of a whole continent. So it was Appalachia when the North America continent was split in twain by water. Great interior seaway. I also like the fact that you goes there were more there are more lyrics to "It's Raining Men" as if you just thought it was "It's Raining Men, Hallelujah, It's Raining Men" for well, like three minutes. No, I mean I knew there was more lyrics to that, but I didn't think they were going to be very in depth lyrics. I thought they were going to be very much shallow, yeah. like I'm just looking for a man, or like I can't I mean, wait to get a man. It and is. It There's a line that. where she goes, "I can't wait to get absolutely soaking wet." <laughs> Oh, that's too good. It is. That's too good. Oh, uh, well, I learned. Yeah, what, I'm sorry. What did you learn this week, Mike? Well, I learned that the oldest continuously running business is in Japan. It's an inn. And I also really thought the whole bit about the Whopper that for, what, 20 years or so, no one made a burger as big. So they, you know, they just decided, hey, we, we make the big burger. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if for all those 20 years, they said, we don't need to waste that much beef on our patty. Well, well now it's now it's, you know. I mean, McDonald's is still clearly one out as the big, as the big fast food chain. And also, it makes a lot more sense now, in our age, when they say "home of the Whopper." I understand why that's like a title to uphold, because yeah. at least for twenty years, that was actually a big, kind of a big deal, I guess. Well, it's been a wonderful, wonderful episode. I've enjoyed it. I hope you all have too. So I'm Michael Atkowski. And I'm Max Atkowski. And as always, stay curious.